Hello, hello, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the HN House Podcast, and I have the privilege of interviewing the Gracie Thomas of G2 Studio. Gracie is a dear, 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 dear friend, past client, incredible, incredible human, and I am so excited for this episode today. Thank you for Thank being you, here. Han. We are so excited to be here. Um, I just said we. I'm already am I referencing myself as two people now. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're getting into, we're going to have a really good conversation. So we'll skip to that part at the end there. Um, <laughs> a little but, preview. Um, a little preview of what's to come. But for those that don't know, like, can you share a little bit of your background, your story? Like, you have an incredible story of how, you know, you've started your entrepreneurial journey. So what does it look like for you? Yeah. So my, my entrepreneurial journey is a little different compared to a lot of people. I actually started and sold my first company before I was 20, started it in high school, um, sold it like my second semester of freshman year at college. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a product-based business, which as other product-based business owners know, um, there's a lot of slaving that goes into it. Um, I gave away a lot of my high school years to my parents' basement holding t-shirts and shipping out orders. Um, but it was something that I, I feel like I've always been just wired to be entrepreneurial. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was something that I really wanted to see through and got to experience the marketing side, the fulfillment side, the financial side. I was a one man show really doing, um, all the things, which I think is, you'll see is pivotal to getting me to where I am today and showing me what I really enjoy. Um, but that whole experience, one, doing it so young and learning to stand up for myself, regardless of age and learning that age is just a number um, early on, definitely helped me in terms of confidence moving forward mm-hmm. into another entrepreneurial um, endeavor. But um, did that went into marketing and business owners in college and quite honestly, that first entrepreneurial experience scared me. I thought I never wanted to be an entrepreneur again because I didn't have a life. I had no balance. Um, I was like, that is just not for me. So I went into the corporate world. Um, I was branding for a wealth management group up in Denver, Colorado. And I loved my time there, but the financial services industry in terms of creativity does not allow you to do much. Mm -hmm. Um, So my time there was I feel like I pretty much finished my job after six months. And then I started doing some more financial things. And I was like, you know what, this is really not, not for Mm me. Um, Meanwhile, throughout college and throughout all of that, I was doing branding and websites, which stemmed from my first business. So that was the part that I really felt like I enjoyed and was what I was good at. Um, Local businesses started to ask me who had done my brand and website for my first business that I had done it myself. And that's kind of how the early, early stages of GT Studio started. Um, so really, I've been doing this for nine, 10 years, um, which wow. at my age, people are like, how is that possible? Um, but it's something that I've been doing for a long time and have learned a lot. And um, I'm really excited and proud of where GT Studio is today. It's so incredible what you've created and also like such a short amount of time. And you, what I love about you too, is that you truly embody everything that you're sharing and talking about, which, you know, when I think of your company, um, you know, I think of experience, I think luxury and experience is like the first word that I think of, um, which I know that's a lot of what you do and which for people that don't know too, Gracie is an integral part of 
our success to HN House, HN Brands as a whole um, with our big rebrand that we did. Um, and who better to bring not only just you in general, but also past clients who can like share that perspective and feedback. But for those who are listening in, like, can you just share in your own words, like, what does it mean to have an exceptional brand experience? Yep. So brand experience is a word that if you Google, it has about a hundred definitions. Um, some people will say it's, you know, has to do with an event or it has to be some sort of in-person experience. But in fact, that's very much not true. Experience is a very holistic approach to branding as a whole. It looks at the user experience, the customer experience, your brand identity. It's mushing everything into one. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a great brand experience involves how you treat your employees where you're spending your money. Are you, um, you know, giving to any charities that's all involved in your brand experience? How are people feeling when they're interacting with you on your website, on your social media, uh, when they run into at the grocery store, what are you wearing? You know, when they're recording a podcast episode with you, all of these little details are all encapsulated in brand experience. And it's something that's becoming more and more important as one, more and more businesses are popping up, but two, more and more content is being put out there. Mm. So brain experience is, and I actually was just reading about this, but it's booming faster than advertising PR, CRM, any other, you know, marketing PR thing out there. Brain experience is just skyrocketing because it's becoming so important. It really, which is why I love it is rooted in connection. It's about mm-hmm. connecting with your audience in a meaningful and authentic way um, it's really bringing back empathy, authenticity, all of these things into the branding world, which I feel like was lost for a long yeah. time, especially in the branding marketing world. Um, mm-hmm. which is why I kind of even stepped away from marketing and moved fully into branding because you really can root it in this meaningful connection. Um, so that's kind of a long-winded answer. There's a lot that goes into it, but I, I think that. the biggest thing to remember is it's, it's really a result more than a thing it's the lasting impression that people feel when they're interacting with your brand. Um, and it's a strategy kind of craft that. So I'm curious, how have you done that with your company for your clients? Yeah. So it's always hardest to do it yourself. <laughs> we, uh, we have done our process on ourselves so many times. Um, but the biggest thing that we have done and learned is understanding our clients, what they want. Um, our experience, which is why I actually don't call us an agency. I call us a studio, very different than what you will see at any other agency. We work very closely with our clients. We have a very small roster. It's something that we are, you know, I I think people appreciate working with us because Mm -hmm. they feel like they're talking to a friend. Um, we have had people, every single one of our clients has either said, you are making me feel like I'm your only client you know, I've never had this kind of experience with any other agency before. I feel like you guys are always available or, you know, we can all show Mm -hmm. up on a call with no makeup and get work done. You know, it's just, there's no, it's a very authentic relationship. Um, However, we provide a very, very high touch luxury client experience in terms of from that initial call to onboarding to when they're working with us and to either activation or, um, Mm-hmm. Onboarding, so it's something that I feel like you have to look inside your organization and to who you are as people and to who you are, you know, as a whole. Once those personalities come together, and build your experience around that because that authenticity mm-hmm. 
is something that shines through. And if it's not there, people can read through it. Yeah. I love that you said that too. What I'm taking away is really, it starts from the top down with your values Mm -hmm. as the CEO, as the founder of your companies, and it trickles down to your clients. So I'm curious. So, you know, for many people here and, you know, even the last few episodes of this podcast, we've been talking about transition and involvement and expansion of brands. A lot of people are in this very interesting time where they're like separating out their companies. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially during a transitional economy, which is everything you're seeing on the headlines right now, I'm curious, like how, or do you have any recommendations or tips on people who can like, wow, their clients during this time? Like, is it the beautiful welcome? gift? Is it like small touch points? Like what do you recommend for those that are thinking of expanding their brand experience during a transitional time? And people might be thinking of, Hey, I don't know if I have like major investments to go and expand my brand experience, but how can I still get that same impact? Yeah. Great question. And I'll kind of go back to that first point of one, understanding your audience and your customers and your clients. What do they really need right now? And that connection always goes to two ways. They, you know, the goal is that they feel really connected to you, but the benefit is you feel really connected to them too. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully you can get to that point to where you really do know what your audience and clients need at that point. Um, Is it some sort of gift? It may not be. Maybe it's some sort of communication campaign. Um, Maybe it's a milestone gift, which is what we personally do. Um, I think the welcome gifts are great, but I think sometimes you just throw a hundred bucks at it and it's a candle and it's great, but you know, without really paying attention to your client in terms of what do they really need right now? Um, I think too, revisiting that entire customer experience, there are always ways to improve your customer experience. You're never done in that area. So I think if you are wanting to build a closer connection again, especially in these kind of transitional times, going back to the drawing board and thinking, okay, when people are coming to me, whether they're coming to me as a new follower on Instagram or coming to me as a true client, how are they feeling right now? You know, not really like, what are their problems? What are they looking for? You know, how are they Mm -hmm. feeling? What are they stressed out about? What are their anxieties? How can you use those? And if it's a gift, if it's again, a handwritten note or, you know, an extra little service that you can throw in there. Um, that to me is where you can really excel, um, in making people feel as close to you as possible. I love that. So it's not necessarily the monetary value of the gift itself, but more of, you know, how intentional or how thoughtful those pieces are. I love that. So, you know, for those that are thinking about expanding their brands right now, which, you know, we are full steam ahead, despite what the media likes to portray, which I think a lot of the people in our audience are too, um, which we're doing a lot of education and content around this. But for those that are thinking of expanding their brands, right, maybe they're wanting to separate them out. And you've also had, you know, we worked in tandem with the separation of all the entities out of HN and like really was kind of like resettling everything for the next, you know, iteration of where we're going. I'm curious from your perspective too, and love to like riff on this, like any thoughts or recommendations for people who are wanting to initially start that process. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can even share some of the experiences too, of even doing it for HN. Yeah. So this is one of our favorite things to do. And we always say we love working with people going into their like 2.0, 3.0 stage. And a lot of times that is expansion. The biggest thing to keep in mind is for example, and I'll just kind of use what we did with you as examples throughout all of this, but the HN experience as a whole, that's another brand. That's where we start. We really want to narrow down what is this brand experience across HN as a whole. 
then we can kind of break it out and look at each entity individually, because of course we do want each, they're each tailored to different audiences. And again, looking in terms of what they need, that experience does need to be a little bit different. However, if you think about the customer journey, if someone's hopping from H and house to H and consulting, we want that to feel very streamlined, very cohesive and make that transition very you know, easy. They know what to expect when they get to H and consulting because they've already experienced it in H and house. Mm -hmm. And as you've seen too, we worked really hard on the customer journey in terms of floating between those three brands. How can we get people to experience little touches of each of the three, the studio, the agent house and agent consulting. However, we want them to land in the spot that's for them. We want them to feel at home at the place that we want them to land on. Um, so designing those unique experiences is really important, but I think that mother brand is the most important thing. And you have to use that as kind of your compass, or I like to talk about it as a filter for all of the other brands that just filters out any other junk that doesn't align with that mother brand. Um, mm -hmm. Making sure that that's really cohesive. I think when people grow, the customer experience is what goes out the door first. Mm -hmm. So making that kind of rewiring your brain to making that the foundation and then expanding outwards from there. I love that. Yeah. Because it was a very delicate process from what we went through, you know, because mm -hmm. everything was living under, you know, my personal brand. If you're new to this um, podcast, you know, originally when I started this company out, it was only under Hannah Nieves and that was it. And we started morphing and we had, you know, at this point now three brands with the studio mm -hmm. coming under my brand and it just felt really um, restricted. And I really didn't have a lot of place to move. I had to be in this one kind of like look and feel. And so we said, separated out our brands for multitude of reasons. But I think what you said too, having that filter between all of them, because even though they're different brands, even though they're different websites and things like that, you can still get the same look where if you were to see it, you know, siloed, you'd be like, okay, that's part of the HN brand portfolio. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like all of the hotel brands, you know, mm -hmm. you book a, a Hilton or a Four Seasons, you know what to expect no matter what location it's at. That's kind of mm -hmm. the whole concept that we're trying to create with brand experience when we're, you know, expanding brands, especially from personal brands. That's a lot of what we do as well is someone's like, okay, exactly what you said. I feel very constricted. It's just under my name. I want it to be more than this. I want it to be more than me. And even working with that person too, and I'm sure you kind of went through this too, to separate yourself and be like, okay, this is now, these are my businesses. It's not all about me. And mm -hmm. keeping that human connection, which, you know, I'm, you've been setting up on this too. I mean, you've been seeing like Irving Legere has their interns dancing on TikTok with their dresses. You know, I mean, these brands are really humanizing themselves in a very, I think, outstanding way. Um, mm -hmm. So having that human connection and having the core of a uh, personal brand is great and is yeah. a great asset to a brand. But there is a, a transition that needs to happen in terms of turning that personal brand into a true business yeah. brand. So it's a lot. I think, yeah, it is a lot. And it, you did a great a job of that. It was, you know, it's interesting now that I reflect back on it because a lot of people ask me about it and I tell people I'm still not done. Like there's still so much to do. And especially like, as I remember we made this transition, right. It was like, how mm -hmm. can we make this transition specifically on the larger platforms that we have with making it bigger than me, right? Because people mm -hmm. invest, you know, for example, because of me, right. So how can we still provide that value without it being the hand on the other show all the time? So I think it's a very delicate process. And I 
love that you said too, just getting very, very clear. And also like where the brands are going, keeping the customer experience in mind, because that's something too, I've even noticed a lot of people will throw that out the window because they're focused on volume. They're focused on how many, you know, people can I get in the door versus like, how can we still create an intimate experience, which I love. Ooh, I feel like we need to do like a part two, just on like a case study of that. (laughs) I know. Well, and that's one thing too, that I want to throw in there, the importance, and you were again, great at this too, the importance of pausing when you're going through this process, you were like, you know what? I'm pushing my launches back. I'm going to wait on these things. I feel like Mm -hmm. some people don't take the amount of time that is needed to really strategically focus on this expansion. Mm -hmm. And it is volume. They're worried about, you know, paying for the brand strategy or paying for all these things. So they're rushing all of this other stuff in that activation phase is not done properly. And you can do a beautiful brand. You can separate it out into these three things. The core of the strategy is there. You have the document, you have all of the tools you need, Mm -hmm. but the activation flops. And one, you wasted all that money. And two, it's really hard to go back from an activation that's missed. And so that, that portion of you pausing and really thinking about how to, you know, purposefully, intentionally activate that brand is really important. I think is what made your expansion so successful. Yeah. And I think too, one thing for people that don't know is that we started on this process in August of 20, I think July or August of 2021. Mm -hmm. And we started on this process, like actually working in the thick of it in Q4 of last year, we were supposed to launch. What was it? I think the top of 2022 or like right before 2022. And then just something spoke to me that said, no, this is not the right time. And it wasn't, we had so many things that were happening at that time. And I was like, no, if we're going to be doing this, we have to do this, right. We have to make it intentional. We have to create the storyline too. I think that's another thing too, is like, as you're expanding, like we work together in creating this narrative of like, well, why are we doing it? And where are we going? Um, and I think that's really powerful, um, as well. I love that you mentioned too, on just like pausing during transition, which I know that you're in a deep transition as well. Like you've expanded your team. You also just moved into this beautiful new house. You're also becoming a new mama, which is amazing. So how have you have been navigating yourself, like going through deep transition, both business and personal? Yeah. Um, one day at a time, 2021 (laughs) was a crazy transitional year. Got married. We moved across state. We moved again. We bought our first house and moved again. Um, you know, dealing with health struggles and all of these things that it's, it's kind of a crazy thing to balance that as an entrepreneur, but I have a amazing team that I could not do this without. And that's something that as I move into this even bigger transition period of becoming a mom, I have been in a way planning for this since I started my company. I've always known that I wanted to be a mom. I always knew that I wanted to be a great wife that could be there for my husband. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I love what I do, but I also want to be there for my family. So I have built my company in a way that allows me to do that from day one. And so I really feel very prepared, honestly, moving into this new phase. Um, We just brought on another team member that in my mind kind of completes our team with where we're at right now. I'm very happy with the size of our studio. I can take a full maternity leave and I feel like I can, you know, adjust my hours. And that's going to be something that I obviously see how I feel down the road. I feel like it's something I've been planning for, for a long time. And something that I know you encourage your clients to do Mm -hmm. is really building the business around the life that you want to live and thinking about 
not only where do you want your business to be in five years, but where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel every day? You know, what do you want to be doing when you wake up? Uh, how many hours do you want to be working? All of that. So I'm very excited to be through 2021. That was a chaotic year. Um, but now I feel very grounded and, and ready. So I'm excited. I love that. I love that. And so many beautiful things too, especially with like transition to motherhood. Like we've done a few episodes on that too, on this Mm -hmm. podcast with, you know, moms of four kids to like brand new moms who are like literally in the thick of it. I'm curious as we're moving into 2023, um, do you see your brand evolving and expanding? And if so, like, what are some of the things that we should be looking out for, Mm -hmm. or especially as you're transitioning into motherhood, any uh, thoughts or reflections that are coming into your mind? as you're starting to think about 2023? Yeah, it is interesting. I've experienced that my priorities shifted way faster than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I would be, you know, pedal to the metal all of 2022. My brain is already going into like mother nesting slowdown mode, which is not does not align with our client load right now. We are busier than we have ever been. And I'm actually really, I am enjoying it. We have I feel like really found our niche of clients that we love working with. And that's something that we will absolutely continue in 2023. We're really going for quality over quantity with our clients, um, which is what we've always done, but it's going to be more important than ever next year. So we really love working with clients that want to go all in like you guys did. And they want Mm -hmm. to do from the strategy to the activation. And we really work. And as you kind of saw, become an extension of your team, their team, in helping that transition. So that's something that will definitely continue. Mm -hmm. As for even my personal brand, I, I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus off of Instagram, but I'm really excited to start talking about motherhood and entrepreneurship because it's going to be, and again, ask me in like March of next year, and I might have totally different opinions on these things once she's here, but I I really am excited to share what that quote balance, because there, there will be no balance, um, you know, looks like, as well as my typical wellness content. I mean, yeah. health and wellness and I have a whole health journey is really important to me. And that's been kind of my grounding purpose in entrepreneurship. Now bringing a baby in to kind of ties it all together. So I'm excited to share more. And I think that's something in 2023, personally, I'll be focusing on more as kind of my personal brand and not only talking about brand experience, but talking about the, the real life and kind of pulling back the curtain on what that looks like. I love that. I'm so excited. So excited. Thank you for just sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your insights, your just raw authenticity on the HN House podcast. And where can people find you, connect with you, and work with you? Yes. So Instagram is where you will find the most authentic version of me. Um, my personal is gracythomas.co. You can find us at studio at, at the GT Studio. We're working on expanding our Instagram presence there, as well as on our website, gracythomas.co. So you can inquire more there. Again, Instagram is where you'll find the most of me these days. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Hannah. Hannah.